Hello, hello guys! Welcome to Lunch Plus! It is Thursday morning and we're so yes. excited to have you. Guys, huge announcement. Kevin beat Johnny in the comments. <laughs> How did that happen? By like milliseconds. Yes. But it still happened. So I don't, did you feel the shift in, in the world? <laughs> Kevin beat Johnny today. That's Ooh. where we're at. And it is Thursday. Thursdays are some of our favorite days around here. Here's why you should be so excited that you hopped on today. Up first, we're switching it up on you. Up first, it is Q&A with Buddy, and we've got a great question that we're gonna be answering today. If you have questions you wanna answer, drop them in the comments and we will do that um, as we as we get to them, I accidentally hit Kevin with my elbow, so I got distracted. <laughs> and then it is Confessions with Abby, followed by Will It Bake Right, and it looks like it's going to be a happy muffin day, followed by What's the Word, and we are continuing with our How to Apply Faith to Win series, and it's going to be so good. I did. I was talking. I'm, as you know, because you watch me, I talk with my hands and my elbow decided it was going to accost Kevin, so that's, that was happening. <laughs> She's a little animated, but that's Smidge. okay. Smidge. Guys, there's so much, so much, so much on the table today. It's like a buffet. Share with your friends. Get this message out there. It's so, so important today. All that reminded me of was the little kid song that I've got so much, 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 so much to be thankful for. Do you, do you know that? No, but I like it. Well, all of my years of youth camping just came rushing back in. Okay, Mama Chris Crabtree is on. Mama Chris, Buddy and I, so Mama Chris sent me yesterday a picture of Buddy, like when he was, what, like five, four? Three. Three, two, one. I don't know. He was <laughs> he was like a little kid that we can use at our leisure on the broadcast. Buddy and I find it super amusing that I get the pictures before he does. So keep those coming. They, maybe they'll appear to all of you. Johnny's on. He says that you beat him because you were riding in a vehicle. Humphrey is on today. We're so excited to have you. Buddy says, thanks, Mom. That's how I read it. It was just like, thanks, Mom. You were five in that picture. Awesome. You were five. Awesome. That's exciting. Okay, question number one. We're going to hop in because it's family chat. You know what that means. Get ready to answer. Let's bond. Yesterday was a bonding day. Let's see if it, if it happens again. Question number one. Dun, dun, dun. Are you team French fries or team salad? When you go out to a restaurant and they ask you, would you prefer fries or a salad, which one are you on? I, I feel like you and I are going to be on different teams on this one. I don't want to look at you and, and have it proven right. Okay, look at me. Obviously, this is a salad bod. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I love my french fries. Are you kidding me? Oh, my word. I'm not giving up french fries for nothing. Buddy says he likes to get fries on his salad. Um, Ooh. Okay. Uh, Mama Chris says salad. Priscilla says salad. Abby says salad. I am team salad. Like legitimately the other night when we went out to dinner, mm -hmm. I had chicken wings and then also a side Caesar salad. So side salads are my choice. Johnny says French fries. The ladies are pulling in strong for salads. Are there any men out there that choose salads? Mr. Will behind the camera. He is a salad chooser. I, I have to be honest. I like salad dressing. Yep. What kind of salad dressing? <laughs> ranch. Okay. All day long. I am not huge for ranch on top of salad. I'll really? dip things in ranch, oh, but okay. I don't want yeah, it on yeah. salad. Yeah. I'll yeah. do Italian or French or Caesar. Like those are my three okay. main ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Ooh, you could always just dip your French fries. Uh, that now that is good. That is super good. All day long. Buddy says steak salad with fries and ranch is amazing. 
Um, yes. Sure. Uh, Humphrey says French fries. Oh, are you saying you get salad with fries? Like, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. But he says he legitimately puts fries on a salad. I thought he was joking. Yeah. Hold the lettuce. It's a Pittsburgh thing. Are any of you guys from Pittsburgh? Is this something that you do? Or is this Buddy saying, I'm from Pittsburgh and I did it henceforth? Pittsburgh does it. Like, that, you get it at restaurants. That's I, super interesting. I think you're really, I think you're limiting yourself. So what you're saying is, you're saying is French fries are not a salad. And I'm saying French fries are absolutely a salad. Apparently so, because Buddy says so. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's super interesting. Uh, Priscilla says that she's having Caesar salad for brunch. Uh, Chris, Mama Chris says ranch on everything. Mm. Marky says the way I eat salad is very complex. It is not. It's not complex. What is, what is she talking about? I don't, I don't 100% know, but my guess is that she's teasing me because sometimes I'll mix two ranch, I'll mix two dressings together. My dad did this all growing up. So Italian mixed with Catalina, which is kind of like a French, but it's like a right, thinner right, right, French. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you mix those two together. And mm -hmm. so I'll do that sometimes. Yeah, Catalina is more of a vinaigrette side of things and not as creamy as the, as yeah. the French. Yeah, But sure. I'm not like a person that has to like, eat it and then sniff it and then dip it and like, I don't know, flip it. Like, I, I don't eat, I just, apparently the things I choose are different. So that's where I'm at. Um, <laughs> love me anyway. It's just, it's just who I am apparently. I'm a complicated eater. Chili cheese fries absolutely can be a salad Johnny Shaver. Oh, you are absolutely correct. That's true. Okay, Boom. so Marky says that I dip my fork in the dressing with every bite instead of putting it on. Okay, now that is true because I don't want to have tons of dressing. Like that's in me trying to cut out extra carbs and extra stuff. So I will, I learned that from Deb actually. Deb uh, taught me to do that when I was trying to cut down on um, stuff. So I will, I'll dip my fork and then I'll take a bite in it. By the time you finish, you have way more dressing left in the cup than you would have if you poured it on. That is totally not complex at all. It's not. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. Right. So. Question number two, because I'm getting judged, and it's there okay. There is no condemnation. It's fine. Because you are in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Team Pringles or Team Lays. Oh, Marky, my, yeah. stop it. Yes. <laughs> Marky, Team Pringles or Team Lays. See, Johnny says that Deb does it too. Deb and I are. Cuckoo. Okay, no. Oh, sorry. Kevin's about to get evicted I, from the show. It was, I was fine. coughing. I didn't, uh -huh. yeah, I had a cough. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's fine. Buddy says, don't do this to me. Are you both? Is that why you're saying don't do this to me? Or are you just sick of listening to me talk about salad dressing? Um, Rachel says team Pringles. Mama yes. Chris says Pringles. Yes. Abby says Pringles. Priscilla says Lay's. Hmm. Um, so I've got to be honest, I don't really buy either of them. Really? Like not, I don't typically buy chips, but okay. if I do buy chips, it's Doritos. So yeah, I'm, yeah. and that's, I'm that's its own category. Doritos is like an old, its own thing. It's not even chips. It's the winner. Yeah. Like it's in the winner circle it, and everything else. It truly else. is. It's its own thing. It's like a salad. What? Yeah, sure. No. Johnny says Pringles, Priscilla yes. says Pringles, Buddy yes. says that they're two completely different things. They are. But... Lay's also comes in a can now, shaped the same way. So which one? Because that's what's happening with the world. Humphrey says Pringles. If I had to choose, I'm going to choose Pringles. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm Pringles all day long. Plus, you know, when you open a bag of Lay's, you get 75% air. For sure. Okay. And then you get uh, another 10% like crumbs. So that's true. what's left? It's, yeah. 
Yep, no, yeah, super I'm out. true. Um, and even Whoa. though they're coming up with the with the tube now, the Lay's, it's just not the same. No, not they're the not. Same. It's wannabe Pringles is what it is. So Buddy says he'll have to choose Lay's. That's interesting. Um, hmm. That's So we've got Buddy and Priscilla. He's being kind of She's just going against you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I really, I'm agreeing because I really like the word. Like cantankerous is such a fun word. I thought um, that was a word you're not allowed to use. It's probably not, but you used it, so I can appreciate it. Fact. <laughs> um, so Pringles, like I think Pringles have such a nice, like potato y taste. Mm, mm -hmm. Like they're more in line yeah. with like um, potato skins. Right. Whereas yes. Lay's is just like, Extra thin crispiness, which is fine, but and you Pringles, get a handful of oil. Yeah, oh, you're just super like, true, <sighs> super true. Yeah, um, Buddy says sour cream and onion lays. Um, Priscilla says there's a purpose for the air; it helps to keep the chips from breaking, and that's fine. But just know when you buy a bag, like you're not buying this much; you're buying this much. Like this is just this is the insulation, and I really hope the chips are worth it for what you're paying for. Um, but you it's just actually lots of air. Priscilla, do you actually believe that that there's more? There's a purpose for the air. The purpose for the air is to rip you off. We we're it getting is. we're getting sassy today, guys. Apparently, this is not a unity day. Unity <laughs> day. So we're gonna try with question number. Dial three. Dial it back. My Let's bad. Let's see if we bond. Let's see if we bond. Question number three. Oh, I don't think oh, so. Maybe. No. Team salt and vinegar, <laughs> or team sour cream and onion. Well. Guys, yesterday was great, wasn't it? Like, it was such a good, happy day. <laughs> um, let's see. Buddy says he answered prophetically. Yes, he did. Um, yep. It's true. Yep. Of the two, so <clears throat> you know how your taste buds change, or they supposedly change every seven years or sure, something? Sure, yeah, something like that. So I've never liked salt and vinegar ever. Right. Anything ever. But yes. I had salt and vinegar pork rinds, and those are bomb. Those are so really? good. Like, way better. But have you had the chips, salt and vinegar Yeah, chips? I know. I was trying to make it sound, I'm going to be team sour cream and onion for this. Oh, yeah. Not salt and vinegar. Yeah. Like Abigail. Abby is salt and vinegar. Mama Chris says sour cream and onion. Johnny is sour cream and onion. William is sour cream and onion. Somebody else be salt and vinegar for Abigail. Don't leave her hanging. Don't leave her hanging. Mr. Will behind the camera is team salt and vinegar. Um, Humphrey is salt and vinegar. Marky is salt and vinegar. How you know, that? that's not surprising though. Marky really? likes extreme flavor. Like that's, it doesn't necessarily matter what the flavor is. It just needs to be really extreme. Okay. So when it comes to like meat and things like, mm -hmm. You can feed Marky chicken, mm -hmm. but you need to drench it in a sauce that has a really strong taste of some kind to make her pleased. Yeah. So, Deb yeah. is team salt and vinegar. Oh, Deb, no kidding. Deb, where were you 10 minutes ago when I was left out to dry because of Marky exposing me for my weird salad dipping ways? Where were you? I needed you. She was hiding in Ugh. shame from her weird salad I ways. I needed you, Deb. <laughs> I still need you. Show up for me. Talk about how you taught me the ways of dipping the fork before I take a bite of salad. That's how they do it, South Dakota. South Dakota. Okay, question <laughs> number four. <laughs> team hairdo or team hat? Would you rather have your hair look nice um, and down or whatever, whatever that looks like, or would you rather just throw a hat on there? Deb says she dips her fork too. Deb's gonna come back with a comment. Great, so there's two weird people. Uh, hats or hairdos? Um, Oh, hi. Sorry. I didn't mean that. We were, we're team carrot, Kevin. We are 24 carrot. You've got to be a team with me. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. Yes, you I can. I need to eat more salad. I'm going to, you know what? In, 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 
in <laughs> unity, <laughs> I am going to eat more salad. Okay. It's okay if you don't dip the fork. But you just, I'm not going to dip the fork, okay. but I'm going to eat more salad. That's okay. All right, so uh, hairdos or hats. Um, so I'm not, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a big fan of hats. Mm -hmm. I like wearing my hat, uh, and mm -hmm. it, has a, it has a practical purpose, too. Yeah. Because um, I like wearing it really, really tight over my eyebrows. To cut just... off the blood flow to your brain? No, that's been cut off for years. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, it just it um, it puts pressure on my yeah. on my sinuses and it feels good. Um, so that's yeah. why I do that. But you told me that the very first week you moved here, I right, remember. Right. Joe says team hat. Abby says hairdo. I think. Priscilla says both that she mm. likes hats. Johnny says hat. Yeah. Buddy doesn't wear a hat. Uh, Humphrey says team hat. Rachel's a hat. Marky says, I don't like that hats block my top vision. Mm. Like, does your head have eyes? Like, what's it blocking? Like, your top vision? What's your bottom vision? Like, I, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, Joe says she just doesn't have many. Mama Chris says that she can't do a hat. Round face issues. Mm. I don't believe that's true. I, I think so. you'd be pretty cute in a hat, Mama yeah. Chris. I'm going to find you one. Miss yeah. yeah. um, Deb says hairdo mm -hmm. with her little hairdo. Um, so I am more on the team hairdo side. However, the days where I don't have to do my hair and right. I can just throw a hat on there, I mm -hmm. get super excited. Yeah. Um, like if I don't have to wear makeup or or do my hair and I can just throw it up, what mm -hmm. like it's such a liberating day. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. Um, Rachel, I, I now understand why <clears throat> Rachel's like hyperventilating laughing in the booth because she just put down, that's because everything happens above Marky. <laughs> Uh, Rachel, I know that wasn't for the salad, but I appreciate Marky reaping something from the salad comments. So, I, you can be with her on the salad, but you know what? That just—it's fine. It's me and Deb against the world, everybody, for our salad eating, and this is where we are. Thank you so much. Marky says God made me this way. God gave me you for the ups and downs. And more downs than ups. <laughs> What? But we love Marky. <laughs> like, I just appreciated the immediacy, but I love Marky. She's wonderful. Um, Deb says, amen, that it's me and Deb versus the world when it comes to salad. So this has been Family Chat. I, I feel attacked. I feel victimized, but you know what? I love you, so that's, it's, where, it's where we are. You love me, I love you, we're a happy family Barney hug time. Um, and so with that, this has been Family Chat. We are going to hop into our first official segment. Really, you guys are first. Um, but we're gonna hop into Q&A with Buddy. It's gonna be a great time. Yeah. Get ready, get your questions ready. Maybe Buddy will answer some on air. I don't know. Could uh, happen. I could, just, I could just be saying this right now and Buddy doesn't know it, but maybe that's what's gonna happen. I don't know. But, what? I'm just saying it, but it could happen too. You don't know. If you ask enough questions, it could it could make him answer. Mama Chris says that she loves me. What a Aww, great, I love you. How sweet you. is that? This wow. is why I get the pictures first. Um, but so, we're gonna give it over to Buddy now because I'm, I love you, and it's time for Buddy Crabtree. See you guys. I love you too, Mom. <laughs>
Hey guys, welcome to Lunch Plus. We have an awesome broadcast for you today. First up, we're going to be doing Q&A where we'll be answering uh, your questions. After Q&A, it will be a time of confessions followed by Will It Bake Right? Followed by What's the Word? We're going to be continuing our series on how to apply faith to win. It's going to be awesome. But first up, we have Q&A. All right, guys. Well, welcome to Q&A. This is our, op- this is our uh, opportunity to answer the questions that you have. Um, we want, because we, we want to know where you're at. We want to know what your heart is. So if you have any questions about God, about the Bible, about Christianity, about faith, about life, and we can give you a biblical answer for that, we're, we want to we answer your questions. Uh, we want to know where you are at. And again, you know, as we jump into our, our Q&A sessions, it's always important for us to understand that whatever questions we have about any of these topics, we will, the primary thing that we need to ask is, what does the Bible have to say about it? What do, so if you have a question about life or God, uh, you, you know, it's important to know, what does the Bible say about these things? Not just what does, you know, what does my Google search say about these things? Because you'll find a billion different answers for that. But, but what we want to do is we want to give you a biblical answer for the questions that you have. So if you have any questions, you know, feel free to put them in the comments. Feel free to go to whatsright.com and, and uh, send us a message with your questions or send us a private message here on Facebook or, or on YouTube, wherever you're at. We want to answer your questions. Uh, so, so today we're going to be answering the question, how do I yield to the Holy Spirit? That's, this is a, an important question. This is a question that I've had recently, you know, is how do I yield to the Holy Spirit? Because let, let's be real for a moment. Put, put a hand up in the comments if you want to receive all that God has for you. Put, put a hand in the comments. Do you want to receive all that God has for you? Uh, it, the, the, the important thing for us to understand is if you want to receive all that God has for you, you it's important for us to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit, when we yield to the Holy Spirit, that's when we're able to receive all that God has for us. And and so you got to ask, you know, even with Jesus, you know, even with Jesus, he he learned, he, he was one of the ones who yielded to the Holy Spirit the most. Why? Because John 5, 19 says this, Therefore Jesus answered and was saying to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, The Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. So recognize everything that Jesus did was from a place of yielding. Everything that Jesus did was from a a position where He yielded to the Holy Spirit and everything He did was was yielded to the direction and the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, so, so, and if we want to be like Jesus, we need to learn to yield. So, you know, if you're in a service and the pastor's praying for you, you know, if, if you're in, in a service, you know, in a prayer line and you want to receive something from God, it's important to learn to yield because if we're not in a, in a position to, to be yielded, we're not in a position to be used by God. Put that in the comments. If I'm not in a position of yielding, I'm not in a position to be used by God. What does that mean? Look at my phone, for example. This is, this is an illustration that pastor showed me. It's a powerful illustration. 
And I see pastors commenting right now. He says, great background. Good to see. Love you, pastor. Uh, pray, we're praying for you and your trip. Um, but, but you look at, at my phone. All right. What's the purpose of my phone? What, what purpose does my phone serve? Now, some could say, well, my phone serves the purpose of, of uh, making calls. You know, you could say my, my purpose is uh, the purpose of my phone is to make calls or receive texts or to communicate. Um, but honestly, that's not the purpose of my phone. Here, I'm just going to set my phone right there. The purpose of my phone is to yield to, the, to me as its owner. This phone belongs to me. The purpose of this phone is to yield. I mean, if the purpose of the phone was to make and receive phone calls, and, it's just, and it just suddenly out of nowhere starts making a phone call to my wife, is it fulfilling its purpose? No. Why? Because I didn't tell it to. You know? So us as believers, we need to be like Jesus, where we're in a position where we're yielded to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in us. Because if my phone is doing all these different tasks, and it's doing all these different things. And, I'm try- and I try to tell it, I want you to make a phone call, but it's already running through a billion different tasks on its own. Is it yielded to me? Is it doing what it's created to do? No. You know, I would find myself resi- having to resist or fight against the phone because it's doing all these things that I'm not telling it to do. And so when this phone is off and not doing anything, it's doing what it's created to do. It's yielding. It's just in a position where it's ready, Whatever, where it says, it's, my phone's essentially saying, it, while it's blacking off, you know, it's saying, buddy, whenever you want to use me, use me. So then I pull it up, and I turn it on, and now it's ready to be used. And that's, and that's how we're supposed to be. We were bought with a price. We belong to Christ. And if we want to receive all that he asks for us, we need to learn to yield. How do we yield? You know, how do we yield? How do we receive all that God has for us? Well, it's first, you know, it starts with this. We need to learn to listen and to stop talking. Put that in the comments. I need to listen and stop talking. The Bible says in James 1.19, But everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. You know, there, there have been times when, when I've been at an altar, you know, and I've been praying and praying and praying and praying and praying in the spirit and praying. You know, there have been times when, when even when pastor, like pastor taught me this pretty quickly, you know, when I was here, you know, he, whenever the anointing was on pastor and he was praying for people, you know, he, he would, he would tell us to just pray, God, I receive all that you have for me today. You know, and, oh, time out. We just received our hundredth commenter and it's my mom. Well done, mom. Uh, you just got the hundredth comment of the day. That means you get a gift card today. But anyway, moving back to, you know, the anointing. Um, <laughs> you know, when the anointing is flowing, you know, there, there have been times when, pa- pa- that when Pastor, you know, is getting ready to pray for me. And I'm there praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. What, what, what am I doing? I'm trying to work myself in a, into a position to receive. You know, I'm praying in the Holy Spirit or I'm just praying and praying and praying. I'm trying to work myself in a position to receive. But here, here, here's the thing. Mom says, gee, I'm on a roll. Here's the thing. You know, pastors come up to me and said, stop praying, just receive. Yeah. Stop praying, just receive. You know, and then I would stop praying, and then all of a sudden, the anointing would come. Then all of a sudden, I would receive something from the Lord. Then God would begin to speak to me. You know, have you ever been in a conversation with someone, and all they're doing is talking and talking and talking and talking and talking, you know, but you never really, but, but you never get a chance to actually bring input. Here, here's the thing. God has a desire. The Bible says that He's looking for people to show Himself strong and 
People whose hearts are towards the, him. What is he saying? People who are yielded towards him. You know, and if, we, and, and if we don't learn how to stop talking and just listen and receive from God, you know, we can talk and talk and talk and say amen and then walk away and never be changed. Why? Because we never actually gave a God an opportunity to come in. To, we never gave him an opportunity for his anointing to come in. Why? Because we didn't yield. So, so it's important for us, you know, to, 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 you know, in times of prayer, in times of seeking the Lord, in, in times of an altar call, to just stop and yield. Father, what do you have for me? Father, what do you want to speak to me? And, and, then, and then this is the thing. This is a very important thing. It's important for us to just, when we want to learn to yield, we need to take bias out of the way. You know, we need to take bias out of the way. What, again, with this phone, if, it, what if, if my phone just wants to do its own tasks, it's not yielding to me. But if, if we learn to come to a place where, God, whatever you want, whatever you want from me, that, again, it goes to that pastor or that prayer that, that, that I mentioned that pastor would say, God, I'll receive all that you have for me today. Put that in the comments. Father, I'll receive all that you have for me today. And it's not just, I receive all that I want today. It's, Father, what you have prepared for me today, I don't want to miss it. So I'm going to yield to you, Father, I receive all that you have for me today. That, that, see, that's what yielding says. Father, I receive all that you have for me today. You know, and, and, and as we're yielded to him, as, we're, as we are delighting ourselves in him, then, you, then you know, God will begin to give you the desires of your heart. Because as you're yielded to him, you'll begin to know more of his heart. He'll, 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 be, he'll know more of your heart. There's an intimacy that's flowing in this yielding. And then, and then you know, as, as the, days go, goes on, the day goes on, here's the thing. God knows what you need, need and he knows what you want more than you do. So when you yield to him, you'll begin to, and you say, God, I receive all that you have for me today. You'll begin to understand God knows more what you need today than you do. Give us this day our daily bread. God, I receive all that you have for me today. Another thing, you know, and there's just uh, one more thing I want to share with you on how to yield to the Holy Spirit is you need to let the Lord cleanse your conscience. We talked about this the other day, but you know, if if we're afraid that God's going to you know, if we're afraid that God's just going to attack us or if we're afraid, well, or, or if we have this fear that, well, I'm not, you know, well, I'm just a weak and miserable sinner. You know, God's not going to really want to talk to me. You know, if we have that mentality, it, it's going to be very hard to yield to him because we think that all we have is wrath coming our way. But that's not true. Uh, we need to let the blood of Jesus cleanse our conscience. Because Jesus died so that we can have a clean conscience, so that we don't have to be worried, so that we don't have to try to work ourselves into receiving something from God. Because here, here's the thing, yielding is always coming from a place of rest. It's always coming from a place of rest. If I'm yielding to the Spirit of God, and if I say, God, whatever you want for me today, I'll receive it, I need to be in a place of rest. I can't be anxious or, or afraid that, God's, that what God has for me today is to smite me. No, Jesus died. Hear this, Jesus died so that you can have intimacy with the Father, so that you can be yielded to the Father, so that, so that all your sin has been taken off of you and thrown away. So, so you know, if, if you've messed up at any point today, the Bible says if anyone has sinned, uh, you know, let him confess his sins, because God is faithful and just and will forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. 
You know, that's who he is. He wants to remove that sin so that you can be, have a, and let the blood of Jesus cleanse your conscience so that you can be in a place where you can receive from the Father. So when we want to yield to the Lord, when we want to yield to God, we, it comes from a place of rest. It comes from a place where we're just, where we're not thinking, where we're not just talking and talking and talking, but we're saying, Father, whatever you have for me today, I will do it. I will yield. And here's the thing. God will, God will meet you right there. He'll meet you right there. He'll bless you right there. You know, as, we, as we're going into a time of confession, you know, I, I want to encourage you to yield to what God has for you today. As we go into, you know, what's the word in, in, in our future segments, just, just take a moment and just say, Father, what you want for me today, I'm going to receive it. Nothing more and nothing less. God, I want all that you have for me today in Jesus' name. I hope that blessed you. Now we're going to be transitioning into our time of confessions. Again, during this time of confessions, just yield to the Lord and He'll bless you. All right, so now it's time for confessions with Abby. have another confession for you today and it's really awesome there there's been a verse that I've been thinking of when I've been doing confessions but I wanted to look it up to be able to give it to y'all word for word and in Proverbs 18 I believe um sorry my mic was messed up uh in Proverbs 18 it says our words bring le- bring leth or dife <laughs> they bring death or life The power of death and life is in our tongues, in what we say. It also says in James 3 that the tongue is like the rudder of the ship. So it talks about how a ship has great winds that come, but it's the little tiny rudder at the end of the ship that turns the ship either way. That that rudder is like so small compared to the whole ship, compared to your whole life. It's the small things that we say each and every day that change the course. So what we're wanting to do is for us and for y'all, for all of us, to change the course of our lives, to proclaim good things and God's promises over our life. So with that in mind, let's go to our confession for the day. I believe it's confession number five. And this says, and say this with me as we say this out loud, we walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. We win souls. We love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and are anointed by God. And one thing we've been doing recently that has helped in your mind this to become a personal thing, this isn't, this is you. So let's say this again, but let's say I instead of we. Let this become personal in your life and believe this. As we're speaking this out, this is changing your life now for the better. So let's say this again. I walk in the fullness of faith, hope, and love. I win souls. I love righteousness, hate sin, walk in holiness, and I am anointed by God. 
Praise God, that is you. Your words have power. What you just spoke over your life, it is manifesting itself right now. You are righteous, you win souls, you are anointed by God, hallelujah. Well, <laughs> this is how, well, as soon as I said hallelujah, Kevin commented, his comment said hallelujah at the same time. <gasps> well, we love you and we are going into what's right kitchen next. We'll see you in just a second. Abby's hiding it. I'm sorry. No, you're good, you're good. See the sign? It's official. It's What's Right Kitchen. Buddy made that. Buddy's very talented. So, on this, what did Mary say? She said, you can come back. You can come back. You're good, you're good. So, on What's Right Kitchen, we bake things, and we see if we can bake them right for the first time. And it's right, it's punny. Get it? It's like right. Right. Yeah, I think I get it. Do you get it? You yeah. get it? Okay, yeah. you get it. Yeah. So what's right? And yeah, anyway. So today we're we are baking muffins and we're seeing, we're kind of experimenting and trying to see if we can make them good. And I'm excited for today. I am because so I know you know what it is. Do you yes. know what it is? No, but I can see the ingredients on the ingredients. So So what's our theme for the day? Well, so uh, I don't know about every state, but a lot of theaters have been closed for a long time. And I think they've started opening back up, but you know, everybody, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people in their hearts have missed movie theaters mm. and missed that experience. So I wanted to bring that back today and be able to enjoy a theater experience. Yes. So our muffins, our movie theater themed muffins. Yes. Yes. Praise God. So I picked some like, some fun, uh, common mm -hmm. things that you would eat at a movie theater. Right. Um, so if you're Abby, you will put white cheddar seasoning on your popcorn. Yeah. If you guys, are, are you guys like a yes. white cheddar seasoning right or just plain butter? Let me know, comment now. White If you cheddar. like white cheddar or, mm. I feel like, like, I like both. I love the regular popcorn with salt and lots of butter, but I also love the white cheddar. So let me know what you guys think. And then I feel like this screams movie theater. This is the Bunch of Crunch um, candy. Ne yeah, Nestle Crunch. Yeah, 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 yeah I've yeah. never like, heard of that. You've never heard what? of it? What? Uh -uh. Oh, you are in for a treat. <laughs> this screams uh -uh. movie theater to me. Have, mm -hmm. Has anybody else... Uh, does this make you think? Because I, I never have yeah. it unless I'm at a theater. Like, I right. don't just get it at the store. Right. And you've um, noticed that all movie theater stuff comes in, it comes in a, a box, box like, like this. Yeah. yeah. And it's like $85 yep. just for this. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Except the one here at local in Albemarle is pretty great. It's not, it's not that expensive. Oh, cool. So, also Swedish fish. So, last time we put, well, okay. So, a few weeks ago, we put gummy bears mm -hmm. in muffins. Yeah. And no that was, it was crazy. That yeah. was EO's idea. And I was like, this is going to be nasty. This yep. is going to be bad. 
It actually was amazing. Yeah, it, it tasted, tasted very good. like a cobbler. It tasted like it did not taste like gummy bears. It tasted really good. I promise. You ha did you eat it? Yes, but I don't remember it tasting like a cobbler. It did. <laughs> like you know, like maybe like a shoe cobbler. No, it was. It was like a jelly-filled donut. That's what Vera said. It, it was like that. It was really good. It really was. Um, so I wanted Aww. to see if we could get that same experience mm -hmm. with Swedish fish. Yeah, sure. If why not? it would, because like thinking about it, I'm like, I don't know, guys. But if it'll taste like the gummy bears did, it'll taste really good. Yeah. So these are our ingredients today. I want you guys to let me know which one do you think is most promising. Which one do you think is going to come out the best? Do you think white cheddar in muffins is going to come out the best? Swedish fish is going to come out the best, or Bunch of Crunch. I feel like yeah. it's chocolate. Um, right, like, you can't really go wrong with that. I feel yeah. like this one right. has to come out the best. That's right. my personal opinion. Do you I'm guys I'm wondering agree? if the baking process, though, will take the, the crunch out of the, oh, the crunch. You know what I mean? is the crunch? It's like uh, Krispies. Aren't they, Krispies. Little, aren't they little crispy rice Krispies oh, or something like that? I want to see what the crispy. Are those peanuts? What are those? No, it looks like rice Krispies. Oh, rice Krispies. Okay, what are you guys is gonna? Th what are you guys is gonna think <laughs> when we what just bake happened? it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what came I think out of that. Rewrote the English. Language. Yeah, I did right there. You guys saw it live. <laughs> so anyway, we are gonna we're gonna do this now, Kevin. Yeah. You are so good at baking. Yeah, You're so baking. good at this. Can you please do me the honors of baking these muffins? Yes, thank yes. you. You're oh, so welcome. I live for this every week. <laughs> Praise God, I just love it. Okay, so is that open? If you will, it has tape on it. Away for me. It, is that? That's not tape. What I don't that? know. What, what happened that? to it? Did someone Atta already girl. open it? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Abigail Hopefully it's fine. It. Oh, you're gonna make okay, bigger. We're gonna need it bigger. <laughs> Look you can do it, guys. Abby. You this can do is, it. This is real life, guys. This is real life. Live television. Yeah. Oh, look. Oh, here, here we go. go. Here we go. Okay, great. So we've got uh, our muffin, muffin mix. mix. Okay. Priscilla said she likes extra butter on her popcorn. Okay. Uh, Barrett said Swedish fish. I've had your muffins with seasoning before. I did. I don't think we put that much. We're not putting that much seasoning. So one time we yeah. did seasoning and we put too much. And it was it was not good. It was it was really bad because we put too much. But okay. I think it'll be good today. And we've got one egg. We got one egg, and okay. then we got the water. We got the water. Johnny said rice krispies. Are, does that oh, mean that you, you're you're a fan of the bunch of crunch? I think he was right? telling us that's what's oh, that's what gives in it, it the crisp. Yep. Yep. So you okay. guys vote now. Which one is going to be the best? All right. Which one's going to be the best? Now. Smells Are you really ready good. for the awesome ingredients? Yes! Here we go, you ready? Alright, All right, first the white cheddar. White cheddar pad. I can never have enough of that on my popcorn. She like, just, pulled, just go ahead and pull the top yeah. right off. <laughs> just pull that top right off. That's what I'm talking Whoa. about. Put it in there, yeah. Oh yeah, I love got a good bit. Okay, somebody's obviously clearly saving that for home. <laughs> oh! Okay, here we go. Pam Dempsey Kostansky. Oh, that's my cousin Pam. Yeah, they said, Kostansky. I, Pam Kostansky said, I didn't know cousin Kevin knew how to bake. <laughs> Please, I can do it all. You kidding me? I can do all things through yes. Christ who strengthens me. Yep. These are going to be some strong muffins. All right, let's do it. Right. Hey, man. All right, Swedish fish. Whoa, Ooh. that looks fun. They're swimming. They are swimming. That is awesome. I'm super excited. Yeah. All right, what have... else you got? All right. I'll open this yeah. so they come out a little. Oh, yes. How about don't use them all so nope. that we can eat them, too? Okay, <laughs> thanks. 
<laughs> no, there's plenty. There's plenty. Okay, God in withholds no good thing, but apparently Marky does. Okay. <laughs> I, this is him with not withholding from me by not using all of it. Hallelujah. Yep. It looks. It's all looking right. great. Is I think we're good. Pretty good, pretty good awesome. mix. Yeah, it looks I really think good. Ready okay. Oh, that's an awesome. Okay, so we are we ready to go ahead and put yeah, in the yeah. oven? Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and put them in the oven. And then we're going to wait for the ding. All right, waiting for the ding. Boy, that's exciting. Oh, Whoa. they're done! Man. They're done! All right, they're done. Go. They cook Powerful so fast. Oven. So fast. This oven is so amazing. It cooks them so fast. Uh, Johnny said yeah. Marky is hot, serious hot. about her snacks. Yes, I am. Yes, she is. Yes, I am. Look at these. Look at the diversity. Like, they came out really different looking. Look at that. That looks cool. That does look cool. That looks like those raspberry cookies that have the filling. Can you see that? Okay, let's start with this one. Can we put a picture of the Swedish fish one? Oh, you're all in it. Look at that. That looks good. It yeah. really does. Do it you looks guys, like jelly. It, it does. Looks like jelly. It looks like some type of like cobbler thingy. So right. this is very exciting. If you guys would like to just take fruit out of your ingredients, just throw in candy, and apparently works. <laughs> it looks amazing. Well, we haven't tasted them yet. That's true. That's true. We need to. Okay, can I want I want you guys to let me know now. Comment now. Do you think it looks promising? It does. Will it taste promising? Will it fulfill the promise? Comment now if you think that this is going to bake right. I like how the little fish's head is sticking out. It's like, yeah, it's like, look at me, I'm right there. All right. Okay. Can I have one now? Okay, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, jump in. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll eat it too. Are we ready? One, okay. two, and three. go. Uh, I tried to rip it apart, but oh yeah, it's a it doesn't bit. want to rip. You guys, that is so good. Mm. I hate Swedish fish, and this is awesome. Mm. Yeah, I really don't like Swedish fish, but this is. It tastes like jelly. It really it does. It tastes just like jelly. Like a, you were right. It's raspberry jelly. Barry yeah. said it would taste like raspberry like jelly, and it does. Wow. We this just turned really muffins into a raspberry filled donut, jelly filled donut. Like, cut mine. Krispy Kreme, we're coming for you. <laughs> this is so we're good. We're coming for your business. Guys, it worked. That was super. This is good news. It wasn't gross. Yes. It was good. It's a miracle. Thumbs up from everyone. Another yeah. miracle out of the What's Another Right miracle. Kitchen. Awesome. Okay, right, you guys right. ready to go on to the next one? Yes. Okay. Uh, is this, what is this one? That's it's our the cheddar, popcorn. The cheddar okay, cheese. let's do the Bunch of Crunch okay. next. Okay. Okay, we're going to do the Bunch of Crunch Thank next. Thank you for so, leaving me the big one. You guys are awesome. <laughs> It's chocolate and crisp, uh, Rice Krispies. It has to be good. Oh, look yeah. at that. That, that looks, looks really so good. good. Look at all that chocolate. Oh, that looks really good. That does look good. good. Do you guys think that this is going to work? Comment yes. now. Oh, Barrett said, what's the texture? It was it was a little bit... A little gummy. Not bad, though. Like, it yeah. wasn't... It was yeah. It was a little bit... It was It was a little bit of a farmer jelly, but not, right. not, not bad. Not, yeah. not in a bad way. Yeah. It was good. This is yeah. marbled. That's marbled really nice. Yeah, it, looks, it is. Yeah, yeah. It looks like nice marble tile. It does. It's very nice. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? <laughs> All right, let's do this. Oh, Holly said, I it looks like chocolate chips. I bet this works. Yeah, yeah me too. I Are bet. we going? Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. One, two, three. Mm. The crunch is there. The crunch, it's a little less crunchy, but it's not... It's more like, almost like nutty. Like it's a little softer, kind of like a nut would be, kind of. Mm. Like a peanut or something. Um, 
What do you think? I'm I don't not know. sure where you're at with the peanut thing. But. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know where the peanut thing came from. This is awesome. <laughs> it tastes like cocoa pebbles. Mm, okay. It okay. Does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. It tastes like cocoa pebbles. It does. Okay. This is like a breakfast muffin. Is See, what it's I love, into. I love how it just turns into different things. Like you take one ingredient, you put it in a muffin, and it just turns into something else completely. Like you put you put you put the bunch of crunch in here and it just turns into cocoa cocoa pebble. What is it? Cocoa not cocoa pebble. Cocoa what? Pebbles. Yeah. I that think. it just turned it's into like that. It's like a new creation. It is. Buddy's kind of roasting you in the comments. Buddy's roasting me. What is it? You said it kind of tastes like peanuts <laughs> or Rice Krispies. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. That's, that's what they are. That would make sense. But they're like a little softer. So I was trying to come up, like trying to explain something. They're, they taste a little stale. Uh, Baron, oh, just Baron, a little stale. Was with us. Ooh, Holly oh. said. I'm hungry and this looks delicious. Yeah. Look at us, guys. Yeah. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, we made it look delicious. Guys, we are muffin pioneers. We, we are. are. Like we plowed through. There were some days where it wasn't it wasn't good, right. but we we're we're on the top of the mountain now. That's right. Like we've made it. That's okay. Right. That's right. Now we're going, no, okay, okay. <laughs> now we're gonna see, did we put the right amount of seasoning in these? Because there's no like mm -hmm. guide. You don't know. You don't know. There's no, there's no recipe for popcorn seasoning in a muffin. We have to test it out. We have to do it ourselves. So right. let's see if we did it right. All right. Do we have a picture? They look, so that's the side picture. They're just like, yeah. they look like normal muffins. Muffin. But on the top, I don't know if y'all can see, it looks like a little piece of popccorn. It's adorable. I don't know <laughs> oh, how yeah, that happened. Does. But he commented one um, teaspoon. Nice. Ooh, that's one teaspoon. One teaspoon. It's, You're just making that up, okay? Definitely we not don't one know. teaspoon. We don't know. We got to try it. All right, let's go for it. Okay, do you guys think popcorn seasoning in the muffins will work? Comment yes or no. How's it smell? Uh, it smells... Really not, there's not much of a, a smell. Mm -hmm. There isn't much of a smell. There's not much of a taste. Well, that's why I put like a ton of seasoning last time, but I did too much. Okay. So. It, it's, it's very subtle. It's yeah, subtle. nice, it's like a nice hint of like, oh. I kind of mm -hmm. feel like I'm eating cornbread. Like it's a little bit saltier than a regular muffin. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like cornbread a little bit. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> <laughs> she okay. asked. It's I, really, it's nice. Uh, it's like a nice Pam, Pam does not think this will work. Uh, Barrett said, well, it doesn't taste good on popcorn, mm. so I don't hold much hope for the muffin. You don't oh. like it on popcorn? I Surprisingly, like it. Pam, it's not that bad. Mm -mm. Yeah. We it's could not, have done even more. Yeah, we could have. We could have went it. heavier. Oh yeah. It, it, it's not bad. It's just kind of a little bland. Like it's. It's mm. not I just super. I'm just strong. Oh really? I think there's some extra on top. That was good. Hmm. But he's confiscating our stuff. He just came up and stole the white cheddar seasoning. So what? What good. is? Did, did this work or no? I think it worked for me, but I okay. think we could have went heavier on the on it the, the Okay. Dose. Yeah. Okay, I gotta get the seasoning Definitely. measurement down. Okay. What so do you think? all three of them for me are thumbs up. Yes. All three mm -hmm. of them yeah. work. Oh yeah. yeah. They work. What is your favorite? My what favorite. Was your favorite? Believe it, I honestly I think the Swedish fish was my favorite. Yeah, really? Yeah, and I do not like Swedish fish, but that was my favorite. Ooh. It was super good. What yeah. was your favorite? I I honestly liked the white cheddar one a lot. Really? Like I think. Was that your favorite? 
Probably, because I prefer more savory than sweet things. Oh. Mm, that's true. So, so for the savory good. guys, we got you with that. So yeah. Yeah. what do you guys think? If you had to pick one, if you had to make it at home, which one would you pick? Would you pick the white cheddar? Would you pick Swedish fish or a bunch of crunch that turns into chocolate cereal? <laughs> um, I don't know. So anyway, if you guys have anything that you would like us to try, yeah. comment away. Comment right yep. now. And I will see your comments. And we will try to make it happen. If you have any interesting ideas. That's right. Uh, we are here for you to help you learn about this muffin stuff. We are in this muffin experience together. That's I right. don't know what I'm saying right now. Pam, so, Pam, I expect to hear from you because you're involved in the whole, um, oh, her friend does uh, uh, catering. Oh. So you're, you're, you're involved in the catering. I expect to hear from you. You're going to have yeah. some good recipes for us. And if you want to let your friends know, yeah. Swedish fish muffins, they work. Yes. Maybe for some weddings. You, like, you know, it's like... If you're going to a wedding in a trailer park, Swedish fish muffins are rocking. No, they were good. They were good. Well, we enjoyed this time with you guys. We are getting ready to go into what's the word. And it's yeah. going to be... Awesome. So thanks for joining us on Will It Bake Right in the What's Right Kitchen. And we are going on to the words. So stick around and share the broadcast. We love you. Love you. The word. We're super excited to have you back with us today. We are going to be continuing our How to Apply Faith to Win. Mm -hmm. But before we get going, I'm like, I'm glad that Swedish fish were so good. But I was also surprised because Swedish fish, I told you off screen, they have like the density of cement. So mm -hmm. I didn't know if they would melt, if they would melt at all, or if it would just get like warm Swedish fish. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I didn't know which way it was going to go. Yeah, we're going to have to try the leftovers afterwards. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, let us know who's watching right now in the comments. Put some uh, emoji hands up. I'm sorry for clapping multiple times. I love you. Um, put some emoji hands up. I want to know who's watching. And yeah, it's good to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Um, as I said, we're going to be continuing with our How to Apply Faith to Win yesterday was good like the yeah. the last like 10 that we've done on the how to apply faith all of them have been super powerful mm -hmm. but the anointing has been here all day long or all day today all day yesterday all day tuesday all day monday like it's been here this week and so yeah. we're excited to be continuing kevin's here holly's here priscilla's watching julie's watching mama oh. chris and, and is that your dad yeah hi dad Hello, Padre Crabtree. Padre? Um, yeah. Padre is father in, in Spanish, oh, as it? I know you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I'm going to refer to Mr. Crabtree. Padre Ca Crabtree. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Yep, sure. I believe, I believe it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, what are we talking about today? Today we're talking about the Bible and how... And, and Jesus. concepts from the Bible. <laughs> Jesus, yes, Jesus is always the answer. <laughs> now today, uh, yesterday we talked a lot about forgiveness, and it was powerful. Today we're going into yeah. the next step on how to apply faith. 
And that step is um, work, work the faith. word. Yeah. Work your faith. Yeah. yeah. Work. I, I was just thinking work the word because we've <laughs> the been word talking. Works. The word works when you work the word, which we'll essentially be talking about that today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, work your faith. That's, that's going to be the step that we're talking about today. There's two more steps left. Work your faith and then tomorrow. Make sure you're here for tomorrow too because we're going to be talking about one of the most important ones, which is uh, Thanksgiving and praise. Yeah. So, so make sure you're there tomorrow. But today we're talking about working your faith. Yeah. Um, faith without works is dead. dead. You can't have faith and not have works. You can't yeah. have faith. You know, you, you can say, oh, I, well, let's just read the Bible. <laughs> Um, you know, one of the things that James says that really just exposes a lot is um, James 2.19, and then we'll, yeah, um, James 2.19, we'll start there. You believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. So, so here's the thing, just saying, well, I believe that in Jesus, well, I believe in God, you know, so do the demons, you know, and they're not going to have an eternity in heaven. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's important for us to recognize the importance of that. You know, it's one thing to say, I believe in God. It's a whole nother thing to actually live for God and yep. to make Jesus your Lord. Yep. Jesus said, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, have I not, you know, whatever. But I'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. See, like, there's a lot of people who think they're in the right place. But, yeah. since the, but if there's no accompanying action, because we're saved by God's grace through faith. Yep. You know, how do, how do you know that someone has the faith to be saved? The faith, you know, obviously it's God's grace uh, that we're saved, but we have to attach our faith to it. How do we know yeah. that we have the faith to be saved? There, there's a corresponding action to that faith. Yeah. So, you know, demons believe that there's a God and they tremble. But, but, you know, so just saying I believe or just saying I have faith doesn't really separate you from the demons. The demons believe that God's a healer. Demons believe that God's a provider. Demons believe all these things, but yet they're not doing anything about it. They're trying to do whatever they can to keep believers from believing yeah. it. Um, sorry, I'm just going off. Um, <laughs> do you have anything? Well, you know, we're talking about working <laughs> your faith. Yeah. And this is, this is one of these keys that may seem like a duh, like a mm -hmm. duh, that makes so much sense. But it's one that so easily we can skip over just mm -hmm. because we think that we know it. Um, or we don't think there's a need for it. You know, it's those two ditches of, well, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm applying my faith. I'm a Christian. Like, yeah. of course I am. And then there's the ditch of, well, God is in control and whatever God wants to have happen will happen. And, you know, God, God knows what's best for me. So whatever he wants, he can make it. Mm -hmm. No, it says in the Bible in Psalm 115 and verse 16, <laughs> just so that I quote it correctly, because this is one of those verses that I've never heard preached on until I'm moved here. And when pastor quoted it, I was like, I didn't know that was in the Bible. Um, so Psalm 115 and verse 16 says the heavens are the heavens of the Lord, but the earth he has given to the sons of men, yeah. the earth he has given to the sons of men, yeah. the earth is under our control. So what happens in your life is a result, not of solely what God wants, but of what you have created by your actions. Yeah. And so what's so freeing about that is that we have the authority and the ability to create the world that we live in by our words, through our faith. We get to partner with God yeah. in that way. So yeah. we can either 
work our faith mm -hmm. and see heaven come to earth by yeah. our prayers, through our actions, mm -hmm. or we can just kind of let the devil have a heyday. Mm -hmm. and, but we don't have to. Yeah. We have the authority to stand up in who we're called to be mm -hmm. and by our faith, create the world around us. Yeah. And faith is the substance. You know, I was telling pastor the other day, what the Lord is, what the Lord's been talking to me about is, you know, faith is the currency of heaven. Mm -hmm. You know, faith is how we purchase things, yeah. so to speak, here in the earth. You know, it's how it's how we please God. Mm -hmm. So if we want to see the good things of God happen here in the earth, then we have to purchase them with faith. You know, mm -hmm. I can have all this money in my bank account mm -hmm. and it's amazing. Like, look at mm -hmm. how rich I am. I mm -hmm. have like so much money in my bank account, but if I never take my debit card and go buy something with it, then what point does it have? Mm -hmm. It has, it has no fruit attached mm -hmm. to it. Yep. And all it is, faith is a tool. Money is a tool to cause us to receive the goodness of God. So mm -hmm. if we don't work it, we may have it, but we're not actually putting it to use. So that's yeah. why this step is so important mm -hmm. because if we're not going to work our faith, then it's pointless. There's yeah. no point in us having it. Yeah. Well, like one, one of the illustrations that I feel God showed me is like whenever I first bought my phone, I had to activate it. Mm -hmm. You know, like I had, to, I could have just pulled it out of the box and then just start trying to call people, sure. but I would never make contact. I would never make a connection. And then I could just, I can spend months and years being like, you know, why can't I make contact with people? Why can't I do anything? But the reality is yeah. I never actually looked at the instructions to find out how right. do I apply, you know, right. what, what do I do to activate it? Because honestly, for, for many people, you probably, you know, th and this was me for so many years of my life is I knew that God was a healer. I knew God was a provider. I knew, I, I knew part of his character, but I actually didn't know how to access it. And it's because no one ever actually told me how to access it. No one ever told me how to apply my faith, yeah. you know, and that's why we've been doing this whole series, how to apply faith to win. Because there might be something, you know, like one simple instruction to activate your phone. Oh, I just have to go to this website and type in the serial yeah. number. And all of a sudden now my phone is activated, you know, like this, this is why God gave us his word yeah. is so that we can see so so that we don't have to be clueless about, you know, how to how to access God, about how to walk in fellowship with God. He gave us his word so that we so that we can understand how can I you know, how can I activate my faith, yeah. you know, so that I'm not just m trying to make all these calls to heaven. But it feels like none of them are actually getting through, right. you know, but because you, you look at the life of Jesus, you look at the life of the apostles. God wants you to have a life where he's always moving, always flowing through yeah. you, always, you know, you, you read the book of Acts, you know, God's always moving. He's always yeah. doing something miraculous and something mighty. You know, he's never stagnant. And so, but it's important for us to understand, you know, if, if, if you had all that money in your bank account, but you, but no one ever actually told you how to access it, you'd never access it because you would, you would be oblivious to how. Yeah. And that's what God said when he said, I believe it's in Hosea 4, 6, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Right. They, they don't know how to access him. They right. don't, people don't know what God said in his word. You know, people don't understand that. Yeah, they don't or or they they've come to just believe, you know, whatever happens, happens. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just how life is. But that's not how life is. Yeah. You know, like you just shared, you know, you even look back at the garden. What did God say to Adam? He said, he said, now I give all this to you. Take dominion over the earth and subdue it. That that's the 
basically that was the original call of man right. is to take dominion over the earth and you know that's that's what we're called to do yeah and so we look at you know well, why do bad things happen? Why, why are all these wicked things happening? It's not because God's just up in heaven oblivious and just letting it all happen. You know, right. not everything that happens is the will of God. You know, that's that's one of the most important things for any believer to understand. Yeah. Because if we don't understand that, then we'll look at COVID and we'll say this is God's judgment. We'll look, you know, we'll look at all these different things that are going on. You know, a loved one gets cancer and dies. Well, you know, God knows what he's what he's doing. No. That's not God. No. You know, God's that, God. That's not how God works. That's no. not how God God operates. That's not who God. God is. The Bible says that God is willing that none should perish, but every time our heart beats, someone dies and goes to hell. Yeah. You know, so it's it's not it's not a matter of, you know, well all everything that happens is somehow a part of God's sovereign will. It's not. Yeah. There's the, God's word is a covenant, which means there's some there's a part we have to play yeah. to be able to access you know, the good things that God has for us, because yep. every good and perfect gift comes from above and no good and perfect thing is he withholding from those right. who walk uprightly. God's not withholding anything from you. You know, it's all uh, the Bible says all things that pertain to life and godliness have been yep. made available to you. Yep. Uh, and then it also says, um, well, was that first Peter one or was that? I think Galatians one three also has one has said something similar. Um, where, but it basically says God has oh, blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Mm-hmm. You know, every blessing, every good thing, God has already given access to you. But the question is, do we understand that? Do we know that? And do we know that there that there's, you know, do we know that there's a covenant involved in that, which means there's some, there's a work that I have to do to be able to receive it. Yeah. Not not that we're saved by works. We're not saved by works. It's God's grace through faith. But that but the product of our faith, it, there's there's a corresponding action. Yeah. That that that's the fruit of faith is action. Yeah. We're made to be partners with God. Mm-hmm. And that's so cool. I was looking for a verse. I was reading it this morning. I know it's in either Luke 7 or 8, but I don't want to take time and not pay attention to you and mm-hmm. dig into the world. I'll, I'll look it up later. But everything, God's a covenant God. And yeah. covenants have two ends to them. Yeah. Like there's our end and there's God's end. Mm-hmm. And God's end can't fail. But, you know, God has, when he speaks, he's wanting us to step into mm-hmm. a bond with him. What his yeah. word says we're able to do. And so th- does God need Adam to name all of the animals. No, God is creative enough to think them all up and what they'll look like. I'm sh- he can surely name them, but he wanted to partner with Adam in that way. Mm-hmm. God wants us to partner with him and we partner with him through faith. Our faith brings us into the realm where we can operate like God operates. Mm-hmm. We're not God, but we we're made in the image of God. We're like God. And so while we're not him, we can we have attributes of his. We can do things that Jesus did. We can do things and greater. But how did Jesus become Jesus through faith? Mm-hmm. He became you know, just by title, he was the son of God, mm-hmm. but he didn't have revelation on it until by faith he received what the word said and then started acting out what he saw himself in the word doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's reading through when he quotes like, um, 
when he quotes Isaiah and says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the captives, to set the, to set the oppressed free, to open blind eyes. That was him by faith proclaiming the will of God because he'd found it in the word. He found out who he was. Peter, when Peter walked on the water, it's because Jesus told him, you can come to me on the water. So Peter wasn't stepping on the water. He was stepping on the word. Mm -hmm. So when we are working in faith, we're not working in our own strength. We're working by the faith of God. And we're, that faith will literally produce. I was listening to Pastor Tracy yesterday talking about how the Lord is bringing he and his wife, Pastor Lori, into a season like they've been in before where they had nothing below their feet except the word of God. Yet when they took a step, their faith in the word of God produced a physical thing below them. So our faith may seem crazy. It may seem crazy to people. You know, you have Buddy and I on right now. Both Buddy and I at different times moved to North Carolina on nothing but a word. The word spoke to me back in 2000, well, if we're being honest, 2012, and then I was disobedient. So 2013 (laughs) is when I heard to come. Um, Buddy and Serena heard the word this year. We both moved on not like nothing but the word. There was no promise of a job. There was no promise of a place to live. There was none of that. But when you start walking by faith, working your faith isn't being presumptuous. And we'll, we'll get to that. Working your faith is confidence that what the word says mm-hmm. I can do. And there's provision in that word. Yeah. So, you know, I'll speak for me. When I moved here, I there was a family in the church at the time that offered me a place to live about a week before I came. Well, praise God. Cause I was going to, you know, live in my car. So praise God. So I had a place to stay. I had people just hand money to me. My car broke down and I, I was reading through, um, Facebook a couple weeks ago cause, um, it popped up in my timeline mm-hmm. and I, I'd forgotten that when I took my car to get fixed, mm-hmm. the repair people were like, we're not going to make you pay for this. Cause you look like you have an honest face. What car place does that? (laughs) What place does that? The word will create your faith will create your reality. I'm not saying that you go into Walmart and like pray before you get into the aisle of by faith, I won't have to pay for my groceries, (laughs) but you believe your faith will create and it'll create an ability for the Lord to get his goodness to you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, something similar happened to Serena and I like a couple weeks ago too. Um, like I was just visiting Serena at her workplace and then her boss was like, hey, you want to get a free oil change? I'm like, why not? I'm in desperate need of one because we haven't had one in too long. And um, so like he said, go to this place, say I sent you. So I went there and then and then like I'm sitting there waiting. It was like an hour. I'm like, what's taking them so long? And then he comes, the guy comes out and he's like, so there's a rat's nest in your uh, in your car. I'm learning of this right now. Yeah, I'm like, well, that's not good. And he's like, no. And then he's like, there's also, I forget what the... In the car or the SUV? The SUV. Oh. Um, I don't know how the heck it got there. I drive it every day, but anyway. <laughs> um, and then he said, oh, and this other part has been rusted out and is leaking, you know, fluids. I'm like, well, that's also not good. And he said, and this other this other part um, is is pretty much destroyed we're gonna have to replace it all we can't let you like leave with all this i'm like okay how much is it gonna cost and they're like oh nothing like we, awesome. we got it all i'm like oh praise god i'm glad that i came here because i didn't know about any of those things like i didn't even have a check engine light on you know and but so god's good um but it's funny the day before 
Um, th the day before that, though, I was just, uh, I, I started noticing my car was getting a little shaky, mm -hmm. you know? I'm like, I'm like, I really have no idea what to do this, what, what to do with this, you know? Like, I, I just wasn't sure, so I was just like, Lord, like, I know that you'll give me instruction and you'll give yeah. me direction on what to do, you know? Like, because I, I didn't want to take it to the shop at that point just because I didn't, you know, I didn't really know. And we didn't, honestly, if it was something severe, we didn't really have the finances to do it at yeah. that point, you know? And I'm like, God, I just trust you. You'll work it out. You know, not, not out of ignorance, but I'm like, Lord, do I need to take this now? And I didn't feel the release to do it now. So, and then the next day, God worked yeah. it out, you know. Well, um, and it's it's knowing what the word is. Yeah. Like, Pastor, Pastor was uh, shared a message with Buddy and I earlier today, um, you know, about this message, just some things to think about. And we've talked, we did a whole broadcast like a couple weeks ago on presumption, mm -hmm. yeah. but... Faith is not presumption and, and it's, it can be very dangerous. Like, I think this is where a lot of faith people, mm -hmm. people, word of faith people, especially yeah. can get into a ditch and mm -hmm. presumption is not the same as faith. Faith yeah. is obeying what the word of God says. Yeah. And so pastor is a story, but I actually have pretty much the same ones. So I'm going to tell mine, um, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I am at this moment standing and believing that my eyes are 100% healed and that I have no need for glasses. Like that's something that I've asked for. The Lord is good. His healing is mine. It yeah. is now I have it. And I am standing and believing that my vision is a hundred, hundred percent, not just 2020. It's a hundred, a hundred, you know, it's, it's perfect. And a couple years ago, I had had a friend who she was believing for healing. And then just one day she's like, I don't need my glasses. And she took them, took them off. And then her children took them off and they were both healed. Like all of them were healed. Mm -hmm. Like praise God. And I'm yeah. like, well, that looks awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do that too. Mm -hmm. And there was, um, and so I just stopped wearing my glasses. I'm like, well, if it'll work for them, it'll work for me. Mm -hmm. God's not a respecter of persons. I know the word. And so, psh, yeah. That's what I'm going to do. And I took my glasses off and I didn't wear them for months, like months and months. And in the natural, it hadn't improved. And so George was asking me to wear them to drive. He's like, you need them while you're driving. And my flesh got offended. I'm like, Psh, I'm a woman of faith. Like mm. I'm believing my healing is manifesting and I am healed. So mm. I'm not going to put those on. Yeah. And I brought it to pastor because I noticed like m that my eyes were hurting. And so I asked him about it. He's like, why aren't you wearing them? I'm like, well, because I'm healed. He's mm -hmm. like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, what does the law of the land say? Like, does your driver's license say that you need your glasses to drive? Yes. He's like, then why are you breaking the law? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, what do you have a specific word from the Lord? And I thought I did. And he helped me to see that that word could be understood different ways. But basically the bottom line was the Lord didn't tell me to stop wearing my glasses. The Lord told me to be believing for my healing, to, that for my healing to manifest. I have it. It just is manifesting now. And what I had done is I had presumed that working my faith meant to take my glasses off all the time. And the Lord and pastor, and then the Lord through pastor, um, corrected me for it because I had presumed that what was right was what somebody else had 
had done. Yeah. Praise God it worked for them yeah. and that that was great. And yeah. if the Lord tells me to, I'll do that again. But right now I'm believing that even while I'm wearing these glasses, I have no need of them. The Lord is healing me. Like yeah. my vision is perfect. These glasses are a tool yeah. uh, uh, until my faith gets to the point that yeah. I, I am able to receive it just yeah. like that. But I believe yeah. it's getting better and better manifesting quicker and quicker. Yeah. But presumption will get you into a place where you can just assume that your actions are correct. Yeah. And it's not what the Lord said to do. Yeah. Well, like, for example, we just both shared testimonies on how God, like, miraculously provided, you know, a, mm -hmm. you know, a thing. So, like, so someone in presumption would hear that and be like, man, I have, like, I have a need in my car. So and I'm just a mechanic. <laughs> yeah. And they'll pay for it themselves and I'll believe for that. But that's yeah. not necessarily, don't do that. That's presumption. Yeah. Unless God, God says, you know what? That's for you. See, faith comes by hearing and hearing the rhema word of God, yep. not, not just the logos, you know? Yep. So like I see, and here's where I've gotten into presumption a lot is I, I heard a message. It went into my yep. brain. You know, I got it in my soul, yeah. you know, in my brain, my mind, my will, and my emotion. I'm like, yes, I'm going to apply that right now. But it never got into my spirit. And because I tried to apply something from my brain yep. um, and not from my spirit, man. See, when it drops into your spirit, all of a sudden you'll know it. Yeah. You know, you'll know it dropped in my spirit. I have it. It's manifesting now. And then you'll see. And yeah. that's when the breakthrough comes, you know. But whenever it, you know, the logic gets into your brain. Oh, I know. I read when I read it here. That's what it says. So I'm just going to start doing it logically. Yeah. That see that that that's where the problems come. That's where presumption comes. I'm going to do yeah. this logically, rather than I'm going to do this from my spirit, man. Yeah. Where where you know, like we've mentioned before, how many of us when we were kids tried to walk on water in faith? I have faith, and then you drop sure. in the water. You know, I've done that. I'm sure like many people in this room have probably tried that. But what they what they don't have that Peter had was the word from Jesus yes. saying, "Come out on the water." Yeah. You know, uh, see, and because he was able, that's the rhema. That's yeah. the that's the God specifically gave me this instruction. Yeah. You know, when 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 I was driving and I felt that bumpiness, I'm like, "Lord, what do you want me to do?" That it goes back to yielding, like we were talking about in the Q and A. You know, God, I receive all that you have for me. God, what do you want me to do? I'm going to do what you tell me to do. That's what Jesus did. I don't do anything. So when he said, let's, let's get in the boat and let's go across, he heard that from the father yeah. and, and he fought, and he did that. So when the storm came, he wasn't worried because God said, we're going to go to the other side, yeah. you know? So he's napping because he already knows they're going to make it to the other side. You know, what's that? He, there's an action applied to the, yeah. the word and the revelation that he had from God. So he was napping, you know, he wasn't worried. God said, we're going to make it to the other side. We're going to make it to the other side. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out. Why? Because they didn't hear that word. They weren't that, that sensitive or they didn't say, Jesus, we're dot. Are, are you? you know, don't yeah. you know we're going to die? He's like, no, we're not going to die because I had the word. Yeah. So he stood up, rebuked the storm and he said, where's your faith? Yeah. You know, they got to the other side for one man, you know, who was demon possessed. Jesus went over and, and cast the demons out, you know, like everything Jesus did when he spit in the mud and rubbed it in, into the guy's eyes. He did that because that's what the Lord told him yeah. to do. So he didn't operate in presumption. So just because Jesus did it doesn't mean we run around spitting dirt and rubbing in blind people's that eyes. That was literally the exact example that I had that was going to come out. So that's really funny. Was, was the, what you just said. About, oh. Like how... Oh, I thought you were going to say you did that. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, no. <laughs> like just because you have the boldness to do something like that, if you don't have the word, then yeah. you have no power backing it. Mm -hmm. So you may have yeah. like... 
I'm bold in my faith, but if you don't have the word, God's not required to back what you're doing. Yeah. So if you do not have the express word of God, yeah. then you don't have the supply from God coming behind you. And yeah. then everything you're doing is solely in your strength. Mm -hmm. So presumption means that it's up to you. Yeah. Faith means it's up to God. Mm -hmm. So which ditch do you want? I don't want to be, like, I don't want anything up to me. Like Barrett, Barrett's abilities on my own are here. Yeah. Gods are skyrocketed and yeah. limitless. Mm -hmm. I want what faithful, what yeah. faithful by me. Yeah. But so we're talking about faith or wor work out your faith. Yeah. Work your faith. Yeah. yeah. And so while yeah. you shouldn't be, you don't do any, don't like, don't do anything in presumption. Yeah. On the flip side of that, bet your bottom dollar that if the Lord tells you mm. to do something, you do that puppy. Yeah. Because if God mm. says it, there's yeah. a supply and there's life inside mm. of it for you. Yeah. So the story I was looking for, I know it's in Luke. I, I literally read it this morning. But, you know, in Luke where Jesus sends out the disciples mm. um, and he's like, okay, go out and, you know, don't take anything with you. Yeah. And he gave them the authority to heal right yeah. then and there. They mm -hmm. had the decision of am I going to work my faith? Am I going to believe? Because it's not like Jesus was like, here is the scepter of authority that I'm now handing mm. you and yeah. everywhere your scepter waves. Like, no, it was a spiritual transference of you now have the authority to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Go do it. So they had to by faith receive that. And then they had to go without mm. Jesus. Yeah. Like they've never done that before. Like they, they're going into the city and healing people and casting out demons and yeah. stuff. They had a decision of, am I going to be in faith mm -hmm. or am I going to be in fear? And they chose to be in faith. And it says later that when they came back, that they just shared all the testimonies of yeah. all that God had done through them. Faith mm -hmm. will give you a testimony to share. When you work your faith, you'll have something to tell people. And that yeah. faith, you know, it tells us that in Revelation that they overcame by the blood of the lamb the word of their testimony and that they love not their life even to the death. Yeah. You know, faith considers not its own life. Faith doesn't think about, you know, our time here on the earth or our own comforts or what feels good. Like considering not your life mm -hmm. means I have no opinion. I have no other option. I'm yeah. going to do what the word says. Mm -hmm. And that overcoming gives you a testimony that'll lead to breakthrough for somebody else's life. Yeah. When the word says it, Luke chapter nine, thank you, Kevin. I knew I read it in Luke this morning. Yeah. Um, but you're, when you work your faith, it'll mm. lead to breakthrough, not just for yourself, but yeah. for other people. Yeah. 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 Uh, James two twenty. Yeah. But do you, but do you want to know, O oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Oh, again, re no, remember in the two camps. You said there's two camps. You're either trying overworking and saying I need to work, 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 work to receive it, which which that's presumption. You yeah. know that that leads you into presumption. That leads you into a position where you're your savior and yeah. not God, which yep. is. Horrible. Well, then there's the other there, there's the other ditch where someone where someone thinks I'm just going to sit back and let life happen, or you can pretend like you're in faith and well I don't have to worry you know like there's two mm -hmm. d ditches you know, and, and, and what what's the medium what's what's the happy medium it's my faith is in God whatever God tells me to do I will yeah. do it you know it's it's yielding to the Spirit it's yeah. yielding God I'm I'm being led by you God whatever you tell me to do that's what that's the that's the the, the medium that's the yeah. that's where we're supposed to be living. I'm not just work, 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 working, 
But the Bible also says that we need to work out our salvation with fear yeah. and trembling. You know, like there, there is, I mean, I, I have Romans, I'm going to keep reading, sorry. I have so many th- thoughts on this. But was not Abraham the father justified by work when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working, to get, was working together with works, and by works faith was made perfect? Yeah. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then, this is verse 24, you see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. So, yeah. so you got to ask yourself, am I justified by works or by faith? Because if you look at Romans 3.28, Paul seems to be saying the exact opposite. It sounds like because he says you see a man is justified by faith and not, not by works yeah. alone. Well, notice they both say works not by faith alone, yeah. faith not by works alone. So, right. so uh, they're 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 exposing two ditches yeah. where where some people can get to the ditch where which which Paul was referring to in Romans three twenty eight. There's a ditch where people think I need to work it out, yeah. you know, rather than just apply my faith to it. And then there's the ditch that James is talking to that says, oh, I just need to apply my faith and not work at all. Yeah. There, you know, we, faith without action is dead. Faith alone, it, which isn't faith, you know, um, it is not faith because it's dead. Yeah. It's dead faith. It, it produces nothing. It, it has no fruit. But then works alone, if it's not applied with faith, oh, I'll just work, 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 you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, we'll just see what happens. That Those are both wrong. Yeah. You know, we need... Action is the fruit of faith. That's why he says, you know, um, he says you you say uh, a couple verses earlier. He says he says um, you say you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works. You know how how am I supposed to see that you have faith? You know if if there's if there's no fruit of it. Yeah. You know the, there's the is it the law of thermodynamics that says for every action there's an equal or opposite reaction. <laughs> Is that what it is, Kevin? You, you just no. The What's the one? Every action there's an equal or opposite reaction. I'm not sure. It's something, but <laughs> but you know. I'm so sorry, I did not have either. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's probably not that law. I probably just made up a law. But there is for every action there's an equal and opposite yeah. reaction. So if I have a ball that's sitting there and I push it there's going to be a, a corresponding response to it. Why? Because there was the initial action and then there's the corresponding reaction. Yeah. You know? So when faith enters my heart, it's not going to just lead me to do nothing. Yeah. When, when I believe the Word of God, when I read the Word of God, I see every good and perfect gift is, is from above. When I see that He's withholding no good thing from those who walk uprightly, when I see that He is my healer, when I see there's going to be, there, something's going to change, you know, in me, if I truly believe it. If faith enters into my spirit, it's going to result in the fruit of action. Yeah. You know, there, see, again, hear this, you're not saved by works, but when you are saved, the fruit of your salvation is there's yeah. going to be an action. There's going to be a, respo- a response to that. You're not just going to be, be like, oh, I'm saved, great. Now I'm going to continue to do the same things I've always done before. No, 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 that's actually, he, uh, Paul, or James says here, what does a prophet, my brethren, this is verse 14, if someone says he has faith but does not have works, can that faith save him? What's he saying? If there's no works that... Uh, oh, thanks, Kevin. Uh, the Newton, Newton's third law of motion. Sure. Um, uh, so, w- but what's he saying? He's saying, can that faith actually save him? Yeah. Does that faith... Basically, he's saying, is that actually the saving kind of faith? Where Paul says, you know, we are saved by God's grace through faith. But if that faith doesn't result in action, 
can that faith save them? Yeah. Which the answer is no. Which is, again, we're not talking about you're saved by works, but works is the fruit of salvation. Yeah. Well, you know, going back to the verses that you just read about Abraham, mm -hmm. let's take that story about Abraham and Isaac. You know, God tells Abraham yeah. to go and sacrifice mm -hmm. Isaac. Yeah. How did he hear the word of God? Because of intimacy. Yeah. Why did he have intimacy? Because he had faith in God. Yeah. You know, faith and intimacy go hand in hand. Sure. But if you stop having faith, you can still be in works and it's going to profit you nothing. If Abraham, let's say he had just heard the word of God and he heard, okay, go take Isaac, go sacrifice him. And then Abraham stepped out of being in faith and he's like, I'm going to do this thing. God yeah. told me to go sacrifice Isaac. And so I'm going to go take him. I'm going to go. I, that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to sacrifice him. And he stopped being in faith. He dropped the faith of what God's first word was that yeah. you're going to be a father of many nations. You're going to have so many descendants that it's going to yeah. outnumber the stars. Yeah. Like I'm renaming you to Abraham instead yeah. of just Abram. Yeah. Um, if he had dropped faith in that and then just got so consumed with the works, yeah. he would have crucified his son because his ear would have been cut off from the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Faith keeps your ear open yeah. to intimacy with God. Your yeah. faith determines your level of intimacy with the Lord. So had Abraham just been focused on his works instead of focused on faith, he would not have heard the redirection. He would have had that knife up and instead of pausing and hearing the stop, mm -hmm. there's a ram yeah. in the thicket, go crucify him. He would have crucified his son and the promise and the blessings with him. See, we can hear a directive from God mm -hmm. like, don't drive down that road mm -hmm. ever. Or, yeah. and, you know, don't drive down this road. And we can presume, okay, God told me not to drive down this road. I will never again drive down this road and then cut our ear off from God when God's like, no, that was, that was the one time direction. Like yeah. I have more things for you. Like, listen to me. Yeah. If we're so it's, it's Mary and Martha. Yeah. Martha was so consumed with works that she missed out on the intimacy that Mary had. Yeah. They've got to be together. Work your faith. You can determine what, what to do. Number one, by the word of God, the word of God has instructions yeah. all through the word mm -hmm. for how to live, what to do, what not to do, how to mm -hmm. act, how not to act, what yeah. fruit you're to bear. Like there's, if you don't know how to live, like <laughs> pick a chapter, like just, mm -hmm. just pick somewhere in the word, <laughs> start yeah. reading, it'll mm -hmm. tell you. But there's also that ref those refining moments, like when you're driving down the road and asking God, what do I do about the shaking in my car? Mm -hmm. You know, it's. God speaks to us in more than one way, and it's by faith that we can receive those instructions. We mm -hmm. can't work our faith without intimacy with God. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just blind obedience, mostly based on ignorance. Mm -hmm. And we've got to be faith filled, obedient servants. Mm -hmm. And if look, maybe your faith hasn't been working lately. I would encourage you. What was the last thing that the Lord told you to do? Go back to that word. Yeah. See if you've been obedient to that word. And if you haven't been, then just pick that thing right back up and keep doing what the Lord has shown you to do. I, I just feel in my spirit that I need to kind of not, I'm not sidetracking, but I feel like there might be people watching who, who would say, I, honestly, I've never heard the voice of God. Yeah. I've never heard God even give me an instruction before, yeah. you know, and, and you're talking about, you know, be obedient and do this. Sure. And I've never even gone to that. I, gone to that place here. I want you to hear this. 
Jesus died so that you can have intimacy yep. with the Father. Yes. God, see, our sin, the Bible says in, uh, in Isaiah, it says, God, God says, my hand is not short that it cannot reach you. My, my ear is not closed that I can't hear you. Yep. You know, you can even say, my mouth is not closed that I cannot speak to you. But, it, but it's our own iniquity that keeps him from being able to have that intimacy. Yeah. And because of that, he sent Jesus to remove the, those, that block of sin. That, you know, every mistake that you might have ever done, because you, you, might, you might be feeling, I've done so much wrong in my life. I've done all these things. Why would God want to have a relationship with yeah. me? Because he created you to yeah. have a relationship with him. The reason you exist is to have a relationship and to have intimacy with him. So he sent Jesus to die so that his blood can take the penalty so that your sin can be forgiven and removed. And now you can walk in intimacy with the father. And so if you're watching today and you're saying, you know what? I don't feel like I have intimacy with God. I don't feel like I have a right relationship with God. Uh, You know, before we move on, I want to give you that opportunity right now. You know, if you are here and you're saying, I want intimacy with God, I want to have a relationship with him to where I can hear his voice and follow his, his direction. I want to have a relationship to where I can be like Jesus said, where, where if you abide in me and my word abides in you, ask whatever you want and it will be given to you. You know, you can have that relationship with the Father. You can have that relationship with God right now. Yeah. It can start right now to where... To where, you know, you, you begin to see that, that God begins to heal your body. You begin to see, you know, the, the things that have bothered you for years. God will wipe it out Im- immediately. And it comes in intimacy. You'll begin to see that God will begin to bless you and, and, and prosper you. Not because, you know, we're doing this because, we, you know, we want to be blessed and prosperous. But because God said, I have a plan for you. A plan to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. The thief comes, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, John. 10 10 the the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but Jesus says I have come that you can have life and life abundantly Jesus said come to me all who are weary and heavy laden I will give you rest uh, for my yoke is easy my burden is light you know there's a yoke which means there's work that that there's there's something that he's calling us to do but it's going to be easy and it's going to be light but we need to have that intimacy with the father so if you're watching today I'm going to say this every single person watching right now. I want you to pray this prayer out loud with your mouth. Speak it out. So, you know, speak it out loud because the Bible says, you know, the Bible says in the book of Romans, it says we've all sinned and fallen short, but the, and the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ. And the Bible also says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. The Bible also says that if we confess with our mouth, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead. We will be saved. So pray this with me out loud. Speak it from your mouth. Say, dear Jesus, Jesus, today today, I make you the Lord of my life. life. You call the shots. You call the shots. Speak to me. Speak to me. And I will listen. And I will listen. And I will obey. And I will obey. I believe. I believe that you died on the cross. You died on the cross for my sins. For my sins. And on the third day. And on the third day. You rose again. You rose again. To give me life. To give me life. And life abundantly. And life abundantly. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm not a sinner anymore. I'm your child. I'm your child. I am saved. I am saved. I'm going to heaven. I'm going to heaven. And I'm going to live with you forever. And I'm going to live with you forever. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Go to Jeremiah 29, 11, mm-hmm. and verse 11 through 14. 
those of you that just prayed, this is what the Lord says. You know, buddy, just the, the Lord just prompted buddy. You know, if you've ever been concerned that you can't hear from God, here's what God has to say about that. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a hope and a future, you know, and welfare is not the welfare system of the world. Welfare means that you fare well in Mm. the world because you just called on the name of the Lord. You're going to fare well. You've now just received the key to open the door. The key is Jesus. And now you are opening the door to your future, which is full of hope and full of purpose, full of good things. Verse 12 says, then you will call upon me what you just did, and you will come and pray to me what you now can do. And I will listen to you. You've got God's attention now. Now that you just prayed that prayer and you became his child, you're not just his servant, you're his child. And God calls you friend. Now that you've done this, it says, I will listen to you. He's listening. And then he says, you will seek me and find me. When you search for me with all your heart, this is my, one of my favorite verses in the Bible. You will seek me. And find me when you search for me with your whole heart. Mm -hmm. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. I will be found by you. You're finding God. He's not a mystery. I mean, he is a mystery, but he's not complicated to get to. Mm -hmm. He makes it super simple, barely an inconvenience. All you've got to do is call on his name and seek him. That's all you've got to do. Call on his name and seek him. You've got his attention now. He's listening to you. What you say from this point onward, he's going to be paying attention to it. He's going to be listening. His ear is tuned in toward you right now. His eyes are toward you. His ears are toward you. His hands are not short that he can't save you. You now have access to be saved from every single thing that you could Mm -hmm. ever need saving from. What can't you do? You have God for you. And if God is for you, who can be against you? We are now at a place where we can walk on the water, where we can literally go do the things that look impossible, where we can speak to those mountains and we can watch them disintegrate in front of us. It's not to give us the strength to climb up and down. No, it's to give us the faith to speak to those things that were roadblocks and watch them disintegrate. That faith inside of you, it may be the size of a mustard seed right now, but that mustard seed size of faith is nothing compared to Mount Everest because what God gives to you is stronger than anything in this world. And you've got a a substance and a power on the inside of you that is unmatched by any spiritual force in this world. There is nothing you can't do. You are created in the image of God mm-hmm. and what Jesus can do you yeah. can do mm-hmm. that's who you are you are created to do the works that Jesus did and greater yeah. Yeah. greater because mm-hmm. you just prayed that prayer yeah. you have now set yourself up to mm-hmm. be a supernatural powerhouse yeah. darkness crushing light bringing mm-hmm. devil kicking in the head supernatural yeah. entity that's yeah. who you are you are mm-hmm. one with Christ and the same spirit that raised Christ from the the dead dwells in you. That same spirit that raised him up, that same spirit that caused blind eyes to be opened, that same spirit that cleansed every leper, it's in you right now. Mm -hmm. Now, what is he telling you to do with it? Yeah. Do that thing. Yeah. Uh, Like I I told this to a friend of mine who, um, 
I told this to a friend of mine. And, um, you know, what is God asking you to do? The worst thing you can do is not that. Yeah. You know, or what does the devil want you to do? The, the best thing you can do is not that. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and here's the thing. You know, you prayed that prayer. You'll begin to feel a leading, you know, from yeah. the Lord. It might not be an audible voice saying, I want you to read your Bible. Or, but you might feel a leading. You know what? I need to start reading my Bible yeah. or, or a leading, you know, I, I should probably pray, even though I don't know how to pray. Just, I, yeah. I just feel like I need to talk with the Lord. You'll, you'll start to feel those leadings yeah. and it's important. You know, it might, it might seem small. It might seem like it's not that important. You might be driving down the road and you might feel that leading. Uh, I, I, I can't go this way. Yeah. I need to, I need to go a different route. You know, what, whatever I, I, you know, God will begin to start leading you and it's important for you to do what, what you start feeling that leading, yeah. you know, when, when you start you know, I, I think the Lord's calling me to do this. Yeah. Do it. You know, see, call, you know, call your pastor and just say, hey, pastor, you know, I, like, like I'm feeling this or whatever. You don't have to do them every single time you feel a leading. But, you know, you know, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. You know, it's it's important. You know, that's why God's given us pastors and apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors and teachers yeah. to equip us yeah. and to train us for the work that God's called yeah. us to do. That's why they're here. Um, but it's important when God gives you a word to do it, to, to, yeah. to work it out, to, to, to apply it. Because if you hear a word from God and you don't apply it and you say, oh, man, I heard a word from God. You know, God speaks to me. You know, he spoke to me once like 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, did, did you do what he said? You know, yeah. like, did, did you apply it or are yeah. you still waiting for things to work out? Yeah. You know, are you still, you know, uh, it's important for us to be led, you know. But, you know, and it's important. Here, here, here's one of the problems today. And J James mentions it in the book of James. You know, he says, which of you, if a brother comes to you and, and say, with, without clothes and without food, you know, without daily food, and you say to him, you know, oh, be warm and well fed, and that's it, but you don't actually meet his needs, what good is it? You know, um, you know G when Jesus prayed... The kingdom's not built on good intentions. Yeah, that's good. Put that in the comments. The kingdom of God is not built on good intentions. You can get a word from the Lord, but if you don't apply it... it What's what, what good is it to say to walk around and say, I had a word from the Lord, yeah. you know? Uh, no, no. The, what matters is, are you are you working the word? Because the word works when we work the word. Yeah. It, so when when Jesus sent out the, the, the or, you know, shortly after Jesus sent out, he, he told he, there was a point where Jesus was walking. He saw all the people that were broken and hurting. And then he, he, he told his disciples, the fields are white yep. for the harvest. Therefore, pray to the Lord that he will send uh, harvesters to, to reap this harvest. And then what did he do in the very next verse? He, he equipped them, yep. empowered them, and sent them. Yep. You know, so we don't just sit there and pray and just say, oh God, you know, I pray, Lord, that you will save so-and-so. Or God, I just pray that you, will, that you will, you know, meet my needs. Or God, I, I pray that you will do this, you know, and then leave it there. Yeah. You know, now it's, okay, God, what can I do to ensure that this takes place? Yeah. You know, so, so prayer is always the beginning, but prayer, unless God tells you, you know, you prayed about it, it's done. Yeah. You know, leave it in my hands. You know, it's important when we, when we ask God for something, okay, God, is there something that you would like me to do? Or would you like me to rest in this? You yeah. know? So, so, you know, prayer is often just the beginning point, yeah. you know, to where then God says, all right, now that you've prayed it, now let me equip you to, to, yeah. to make it happen, yeah. you know? So it boils down to that intimacy. You know, even after they came back, they were like, we cast out demons in your name. We've done all these things in your name. Demons were subject to us. Sicknesses were, were cast out. All these things happened. Yeah. And Jesus said, oh, that's great. But don't, 
don't boast in that. Boast in that in this that you are are children of the Father. Yeah. Or boast in that you know the Father. Well, yep. you know that's what that's what we should care about. You know, all these things are fruits of it. Yep. But what matters the most is we're in intimacy with the Father. Yeah. You know, that, that God is speaking to us and we're obeying, that, that, that He's flowing through us, that that power that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. So now we can go out and raise the dead. You know, yeah. we can go out and heal the sick. We can go out and cast demons. You know, that, that's, that, that's in us and we have intimacy with the Father. But I don't boast in the things that, that I see God doing. I boast in the, just the fact that I know my God. Yeah. Amen. Well, as we transition into what's abundance, you know, working your faith, it all goes back to what has God specifically said. And as you were talking, what it reminded me of is (laughs) I've heard pastor teach on this before of when God, when let's say that we're in need of finances Mm -hmm. and so often we'll just, we'll feel desperate for finances and we'll sow and just, okay, God's going to, God's going to bring me a great big harvest now. Finance, like I can expect to receive money in my hands right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they'll just sit at home. And so instead of putting their faith to work, they will just sit and be like, okay, I prayed, I sowed, God's going to hand it to me right now. I'm just going to sit in my house on my couch and it's going to be amazing and I've, it's going to be so that. good. Me too. <laughs> I, I've sat at the back of like a church after giving a big offering and I'm like, all right, where's it coming? Where's it coming? And then it didn't come. I'm like, I missed it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, pastor, go to Malachi chapter three, verse 10. Um, it says, well, we'll go up to verse eight. Will a, will a man rob God? Yet you are robbing me. But you say, how have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. <laughs> you are cursed with a curse for you are robbing me, the whole nation of you. This does not sound happy. I promise it gets happier. Um, verse 10, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you a blessing until it overflows the tithe when you give the tithe what it does is it opens up the windows of heaven and i know for me so often i've just thought of okay well the windows are open and now all the stuff is coming out and it's gonna be so exciting like i'm a big picture person so that's how i imagined it was like like whatever a a great big gun of gold and it's like coming right down like that's the visual i had Mm -hmm. but pastor talked about it he's like what are windows for to see. You see through windows. When It's not just the Lord's bringing supply into your hand. When you bring that tithe, what you're doing is you are giving the Lord the opportunity to open up the windows of heaven into your life that you now have the ability to see what he wants you to do to receive the abundance that wow. he has for you. So when you're giving, it's not yeah. just, it's not solely like, yes, you can expect to receive a financial, like physical financial harvest, but you should also be expecting the Lord to be giving you supernatural ideas of how is this breakthrough coming? Where's it coming in my life? What can I be doing? How, how should I be acting in this? And God, when you bring that tithe, he's opening that window up for you to see further than you could before. And so when you give, that's what you can be expecting. But then the offering rebuke and the tithe rebukes the devourer as well. It's the offering that brings in that overflow. So faith is the offering. Your work is the tithe. Mm. 
You know, the work is already a done deal. That's already explained. Like that's already done. God's already said, this is mine. Like this 10% belongs to me. So give that to him. (laughs) If that's not something that you've done yet this month, maybe like 10% is 10% of your increase. So whatever you're making monthly and eat, look, I, I was, I, you were a youth pastor for years. I led the youth for years, um, different places, not like warring competition, but you know, we, I know I have testimonies here of, of youth who did not have jobs like physically, but I'll just take Abby as an example. Abby used to like, we'll get birthday money or Christmas money or whatever. And I had like, I I would oversee the offering like as a youth leader. I've never once seen Abby get something handed to her and her not tithe off of her increase. Mm-hmm. I've seen her do it every single time. That's a testimony in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But so your tithe is 10% of whatever you're getting in your hands. That's that's tithe is 10% that belongs to God. Faith yeah. is when you apply faith in the word of God and you do what he says to do to you personally. To you personally, it says in verse 11, I will rebuke the devourer for you so that it will not destroy the fruits of the ground. Have you had your money stolen from you before? Does it just seem to always be going out the door and you can't keep it in your hands or things are breaking all the time? Like your car is breaking down, your stuff's breaking in your kitchen, your microwave won't work. That's the devourer coming to steal. And when you get into tithes and offerings, God says, I'm not only going to receive you and then provide for you, I'm going to beat back the devourer. So he can't touch your stuff. Your cars are going to last longer. Your clothes are going to last longer. You're not going to get holes in the bottom of your shoes because they last that much longer. And so I will rebuke the devourer. So it will not destroy the fruits of the ground, nor will your vine in the field cast its grapes, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you you blessed for you shall be a delightful land. God is saying, if you work the word Mm -hmm. and you work your faith with this and I had to work my faith, Mm -hmm. like I, I was not great at this before I moved here, but I, when I moved here, I decided I'm going all in for this and I'm going to tithe. I'm going to give offerings. I don't even fully understand what I'm doing really, but I'm going to do it. God then opens up the windows of heaven so you can see further than you've ever been able to see before. You can hear his voice more than you've ever heard his voice before. Then he's going to pour out that blessing to give it to you. Then he's going to beat back the devourer so that he can't touch a single thing that you own. The devourer has no legal right to be in your life. So if you see some, if you're a tither and a giver and you see the thief coming in to steal from you, you then have the ability to speak and say, no, I'm a child of God. I'm in covenant with him. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. You can't steal from me. You can't devour from me. I'm protected. I'm covered. God, your word says it upholds your end of the covenant. You can, you can put a demand on God's promises. It pleases him. You then need to bring God's word back to him. But if you're not a tither or a giver, then what happens is your faith is seared. Like it's going to impact your ability and you're not going to have any confidence to go before the Lord because you know, you're not doing what he said to do. So be obedient. The end. All you've got to do right now, this is a time, you can put the lower third up. This is a time, just be obedient. 10% already belongs to him. So if you haven't given your 10% to the church that you go to, then get that prepared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do that this Sunday. Like if they have a website to do it, go do it. 
And we're happy to receive any offering that the Lord puts in your heart. You know, if God has decided that he wants you to sow into this broadcast, you're free to do so. You are under no compulsion, no forcing, nothing at all, nothing like that. We just want to be an avenue for the Lord to bless you. That's our heart is we want you to be blessed by God. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Paul said. Not that we desire the gift, but we desire the fruit that comes to your account. Yeah. You know, we, we like we've seen it. You know, we have testimonies like Serena put in the comments like a while ago. We have a running list of how God's been providing, you know, since we've yeah, moved here. That's awesome. And it just keeps getting longer. You know, so we're, we're seeing the fruit, you know, of it. And so we don't, and it, so we, we have a desire to hear testimonies. We, we have a desire to, that there's so many testimonies from our, our Lunch Plus viewers that our What's, that our what's Good segment is like 20 minutes yeah, long. Because, that could be the whole show. Yeah, it could be the whole show where we're just sharing testimony after testimony that's sent in by you guys of, man, you know, when we started doing this, God just started breaking through. Man, as, as, we, as we started working the Word, the Word was working. Mm -hmm. here's, our, here's my testimony. Here's my testimony. Here's what's going on, in, you know, in my life because I was faithful to what God called me to do we want that to be your testimony yeah. too so 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 you know and this is one of the ways you know m m look mom just put this ministry has definitely blessed me and changed my life you know praise god yeah. you know uh god is good yeah. you know when we start devoting ourselves to the word of god to ingesting the word of god and then advancing the kingdom of god the you know it blesses and changes your life that, yeah. that's just the fruit of it again there's fruit yeah. you know of it you know, there's manifestation of it as you begin to work it out. Yeah. So, so if you want to partner with this ministry, if you want to sow into this ministry, you know, if you're on Facebook, you can put hashtag donate in the comments, um, or you know, you can go to givebc.org and you can give there. Um, but we want to see the fruit abound to your account. We yeah. want to see you having a running list of how God's yeah. been just blessing you tremendously. Yeah. Like that, that's our desire for you. So, so if you want to give today, do that, you know, uh, but, but again, you know, but work your faith with it. Yeah. Don't that, just be lazy with it. Work mm -hmm. your faith. Whatever yeah. God says, do that thing. Yeah. Do that. You know, do what God tells you to do. Do what God places in your heart. Yeah. You know, he could say, you know what? I don't want you to give today. Cool. That's fine. Be led. You know, yeah. he could say, I want you to give and I want you to give kindly. You know, cool. You know, do whatever God tells you to do. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. If, if you're like, God, I'd like to do more. Just ask him, God, can I do more? If he says, yeah, yeah. you know, give, give what you want to give. But, but here's the thing. Be led. Do... Yeah. Be, be led, let the, because if you pray that prayer, uh, like God will, God will give you instruction. Yeah. He'll give you wisdom. Well, and the Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, mm -hmm. nor his children begging for bread. Yeah. When you give based on the word of God, what yeah. his word for you specifically is for <laughs> today, you will not be without bread. Yeah. You will not be without supply. God mm. never forsakes his people. Yeah. God never leaves them stranded. He's his very name is I am the God. God who provides. Yeah. That is his name. Mm -hmm. So when you sow, you can expect to receive. It's not giving out of your supply. You're giving mm -hmm. out of his supply. Yeah. And so if you're, if he was able to get it to you the first time, he's able to get it to you the second time yeah. and abundantly more the second time. Yeah. So there's no fear with this. The enemy would love to come in and, and place fear and think, well, I've got this bill mm -hmm. coming up and I've got this coming up and I don't mm -hmm. know how I can be in faith. 
Finances are Bible 101. They are the basics of Christianity. And that is why the devil fights so hard against people who have a revelation of the prosperity of God. That's why they're made to sound demonic and corrupt. Because if you can break through in your finances, you can break through in any area of your life. So today is a breakthrough moment for you. This is a, a deciding line. You know, you just heard almost an hour of teaching on working your faith. Choose to work your faith and let the Lord break you into a new level of what that faith looks like. Be obedient, hear from God and just do what he says to do. Lord, bless every seed sown. Bless the sower. Bless the sower, God. Let them break into a new realm of understanding the faith that you have given to them. Your word says that you have given each of us a measure of faith. Lord, let today be a building up sort of day. Let today be a growing the faith sort of a day. You've given each of us muscles, but God, it's up to us to determine how we build those muscles up. In Jesus' name, let every sower into this ministry, God, let their faith grow today, larger than it's ever been, that they may do for more for you than they've ever done. Bless the seed sown, pressed down, shaken together, running over, may it return back to them. God, your hand is not short. You are the God who provides. And right now, Lord, we believe that we receive a harvest off of the seed that we've sown. You've not just called us to sow, you've called us to reap. So right now, as we sow, we rejoice knowing that there is a reaping coming to our house. I declare in the name of Jesus that there is a reaping coming into every single home represented by a person who sowed. Let a harvest, a mighty harvest come into their finances, come into their home. Let the grace that's upon this ministry, let them receive it back in their homes now in Jesus name. May they be a partaker of the grace that's on our life and on the ministry, God. May they be a partaker of that same grace. May they have a breakthrough in their lives. God, do whatever you need to do to get your blessing to them. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen. There's been an anointing on this. Good gravy. Good gravy. God's good. Yeah. Like, I I literally feel like I could go take down, like, a bear and be like, hey, David, I did it too. (laughs) Go for it. That would be presumption right now. I'm just saying I could feel that way. (laughs) That would be presumption. (laughs) Well, guys, thank you for joining us today. We... Uh, this this has been a powerful one. Make yeah. sure if you haven't shared this broadcast, share it because someone needs to hear this Amen. message. Someone needs to hear it, um, and someone else probably needs to know that Swedish fish Swedish are fish. Swedish fish are decent in muffins. You never know. You never know what people need. But make sure you, make sure you share this because some someone needs this. Yeah. Um, but more than that, we have a great broadcast for you tomorrow. Yeah. Because we have my favorite segment. <laughs> He does a happy dance every time he talks about it. It's The Price is Right. The Price is Right. And I'm excited. I found some cool stuff that we're going to talk about tomorrow. And we've got a new segment for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. You'll have to come tomorrow to figure out what it is. Yep. It's, we're, we're surprising you. We're not giving you all of it. We're just, nope. we're just teasing you right now. Come back tomorrow, and we'll let you know what it is. Bright and early, 1130 a.m. We love you. Share the broadcast. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Love you. Bye.